Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Life's so full on, I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Last time we talked to New Zealand tennis player Erin Routliffe, she had just reached the round of 16 of the doubles of the US Open with Leila Fernandez. Uh, Leila, of course, uh, was a great story there, went on to lose the final of the singles uh, to Emma Raducanu uh, and Erin Rotliff's uh, played in two doubles finals since then and she's absolutely soaring up the ranking. So uh, good morning to you, Erin. This is a good story. Starting at 154 and you're up to 55 now. That must be hugely pleasing. Hi, yeah. Um, I'm really happy with the way the last few weeks have been going. Um, definitely, definitely, obviously a career high is always something to be proud of. So I'm happy about it and I'm excited to get more opportunities in the next few weeks for sure. Uh, you're, uh, you're going really well. You're playing with uh, American Caitlin Christian. Uh, what is about the combination with you two that's uh, proving so successful at the moment? Yeah, I think we're both really, really different. Um, I have a big serve and big returns hit pretty hard and she's more crafty with like lobs, slices, um, coming to the net and all that. We both like to be up at the net. So I think it's intimidating when we're both up there. And, um, I think we just really get along well on the court. I think we both make each other feel really good and we're positive and have a lot of energy. So it's been working so far and I'm excited about it. Physically, there's a big size difference. I mean, uh, she's five nine. <laughs> you're uh, you're about you're about six two, and I imagine a six foot two uh, person at the net with quite a big wingspan uh, makes quite an imposing sight. <laughs> yeah, I guess you'd probably have to ask my opponents about that. No, <laughs> but yeah, no. I think um, when I, when we're both at the net, I think that uh, I don't think girls like it. So that's ideally where we would want to be. Tell us about, uh, you often watch doubles tennis and there's a lot of whispering behind the hands going on when you meet at the baseline and then you get to the net and you see the signals behind the back. Tell us about a little bit about those and how they evolve. Yeah, so when you're talking in between points, um, you're like talking about where you're going to serve and then what the net person is going to do. Um, and then the signals at the front is kind of just confirmation, I would say. Um, some It depends. Some people like to do signals, like just signals, but I always like to talk to my partner and communicate that way and then kind of confirm with the signal. So it's just where the server is going to serve and then what the net player is going to do, whether they're going to you know cross, look, or just stay where they are. Okay, so you're in Chicago now. That's where we find you at the moment. You just come from the Czech Republic, where you made the mm -hmm. final of the Ostrava Open. Now, uh, that is a, that's a really decent result there. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, that was definitely the biggest final of my career. One of the biggest results, I think, of my career, uh, making the finals of a 500. Um, 
we were really excited um, about it. And we obviously played two of the, I mean, Sonia Mears is probably one of the best women's doubles players of all time. And then Shui Zhang just won the U.S. Open with Stozer. So mm-hmm. they're both two really hot players, really confident. Um, we had a lot of opportunities and a lot of chances in that match. It was really close, um, but we just didn't convert as many as we would have liked. And they played really, really well on the big points. So it was a good match and obviously a really great week for us. And we're excited to keep the momentum going. So. Uh, this is really interesting, Erin, because how do you choose your schedule? There's, you know, there seems to be weekly events on. When you look at a, a schedule coming up, do you look at it from an individual point of view or do you look at it from a pairing point of view? Um, in the last like few years, I've just looked at it from an individual point of view because I've never really been at a ranking where I can like pick and choose to play with one person for um, we, multiple weeks in a row so I think that will change going forward because I think the next year I'll be able to make my schedule a lot more in advance because I'll be able to get into a lot bigger tournaments um, and kind of know mm. where I'm going which will be really nice and hopefully I'll be able to um, pair up with someone often or if not the whole year then like multiple times during the year and then it would be more of a pairing situation because doing the schedule is tough but it'd be nice to have someone else <laughs> Well, here we are sitting in September, of course, uh, the next tennis major doesn't happen until the new year. Thank God it doesn't happen in New Zealand because uh, at the moment you couldn't get here. But um, let's look at, um, at probably being in Australia. Um, is that what you're gearing towards? I mean, it seems quite a long way away. There's a lot of tennis to be played before then. But, I mean, that's where the money's made. That's the serious side of things. That's where you reach your goals. How far in advance do you look? Um, yeah, uh, not too far. I think probably right now I'm just focusing on the end of the year because there are a couple of goals that I'm looking for or hoping to reach by the end of the year. And, um, I have, uh, partners set for most of the tournaments. So obviously Indian Wells is next week. That's like second biggest tournament next to a slam. So that's one that's going to be really exciting. But, um, as for Australian open, um, no, I haven't really been looking yet or know really what's going to happen there, but I'll probably start looking within the next month or the season's over for me, probably at the end of October. So I'll probably maybe see where I'm at then and then, you know, figure it out then. Can I ask you what your goals are then? Is it a ranking number or is it a, is it a, a financial thing? I guess one determines the other in some respect. So, so what, are, what are those goals? Um, yeah, so I want to be – obviously I'm close, but I want to be top 50 by the end of the year, which is something that um, – at the beginning of at the beginning of this year, I think I was ranked like I won sixty something like that. So I I would want it to be one in the top hundred by the end of the year. But now now that goal has changed. I want to be top fifty um, because you know that's just one step towards um, I guess multiple other things that I'd like to do with my career. But um, yeah, that's the goal right now. And if I get higher than that, then that's just a bonus. <laughs> Interesting thing, uh, if you look at the way uh, tennis tournaments are run and, of course, uh, moving from one event to the next event, of course, the further you go on one event uh, means the less time you've got to prepare, I suppose, or get ready for the next one in terms of relocation, etc. How do you get around things like jet lag and, and, um, and the busyness of your schedules? Yeah, that is something that's really tough. And honestly, I've never, I mean, obviously I've made finals before, but um, I've never really had to you know, go from a final at a WTA to, to play another WTA in an, on another continent, which is what I'm doing right now. Because yesterday we flew in, we had like a 10-hour flight from Czech Republic 
direct to Chicago and then um, went through customs, all that stuff and had to stay awake until like at least 9 p.m. But then I was super jet lagged this morning. I woke up at like 4 a.m. and I've been awake ever since. And now I just would like to pass out, but obviously I can't do that. So um, I'll just go walk around the city. Chicago's so nice. Normally I just like to, you know, stay busy and stay active when I'm not um, practicing at the courts. But yeah, it's, it's definitely something you got to figure out um, yourself. I think everyone's a little bit different, but for me, mm. just, you know, being properly getting, like getting good food, r- proper rest, all that stuff. I'm, I'm sure tomorrow I'll wake up and feel like a different person. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. And of course the other thing you're in, you've got to throw into the mix touring at the moment is the pandemic and, having to deal with different countries' protocols, et cetera. What is it like on the tennis circuit for that? Yeah, well, it's easier for vaccinated people. So I'm vaccinated, so that's nice. Um, Traveling through Europe is quite easy. If you just show your vaccine card, you're good. Um, I mean, basically, I do an exit test at every single tournament because the next tournament I go to, if it's a different country, I need to show the entry test. Um, and then you have like certain paperwork, like letters of exemption to travel from, for instance, Europe to the States is not allowed, but I had like a letter of exemption for that. And, um, yeah, it's just, every country is completely different. So you just got to check and be on top of it, but it is something to add to the mix. Cause obviously pre COVID, it wasn't really something to think about, but now it definitely is. <laughs> Yeah, sure is, uh, and we're tasting it down here. It's just incredible, um, yeah. and we've had it so good for so long. We haven't got it that good at the moment. But uh, hey, uh, you've you've reached out, I guess, with, with Layla since uh, her runner-up uh, performance in the US Open, which was completely amazing. I mean, uh, and and when you add it to uh, the performance of Ida uh, Redekanu, it's actually promoted tennis in the most positive light to, to young people. But that, of course, comes with the handling of pressure. Uh, have you spoken to her or how she's coped since uh, since that event? Yeah, yeah, I have spoken to her. Um, I'll see her at Indian Wells. That's her next tournament, so that'll be nice. And I think, you know what, I think, I think that it has a lot to do with the people you surround yourself with, and I think that she has a lot of really um, well-rounded, um, intelligent people around her, and she's also incredibly intelligent and also mature for her age. So I think that... You know, obviously, with young people doing well, sometimes it goes to their head and the pressure, all that stuff. But I think, I think she's doing quite well. I think she's honestly just excited and happy that you know, with her new ranking and new popularity, that there's more opportunities for her to play. And I think she really found herself. Like she said in a couple of interviews, that she was happy with the way that she like used the crowd for support and to get her through a lot of matches, which I don't think she's ever done before. Like she's kind of hit her personality. So I think for her personally, it's just going to be a good thing. And um definitely excited to see her play in the next few months and next year for sure. Could you play with her? Is it a possibility uh, from major to major that you play with her in the next one as well? Yeah. I mean, obviously both our rankings are good enough to get into all the slams. So um, that is definitely a possibility. I mean, we did well together and uh, we, we played well together Um, for her. Obviously her priority is singles. So who knows if she'll play some, you know, sometimes singles player. Well, I don't know, but a lot of times singles players don't play singles and doubles if they don't have to want to all that stuff, if they're going deep in tournaments, but um, yeah, definitely a possibility. And if it, if it comes, if the opportunity comes up, we'll definitely play together again. Erin, <laughs> uh, we're obviously following your progress. Now that we're getting to know you, uh, that again, uh, starts again 
uh, tomorrow in the Chicago Fall Tennis Classic against the Belgian and Ukrainian combination. Uh, what do you know about them? How much research are you able to do on your opponents? Um, I don't know them. I've never played them. Um, my partner has played them a few times, and she's been around the tour, you know, ranked around them for a couple years now. So she's seen them play a couple times. So I'll definitely talk to her and her coach um, before. Um, but as for my plan, it's mostly just to focus on myself and try to, you know, keep the momentum going and continue having good results and just enjoying it. Cause I think that's when I play my best for sure. Well, it sounds like, uh, I mean, I, I listened in your voice. I try to find signals in your voice. Uh, it sounds like you're living the dream. I mean, you're so up about this whole thing and we hear so much about pressure and sport and pe- people not being able to handle it. You seem to be uh, riding a nice little wave at the moment and and handling it well. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying. Um, I've worked on, you know, the mental aspect of my game for like years and years. So um, this is just, you know, I guess it's just years of hard work, like coming into into like a good wave of success, as you said. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to take it. Everything, everything, every week that goes by is just like another step towards like, you know, the bigger goals that I have for myself. So um, hopefully I can just keep it up and continue playing well and enjoying it so much. <laughs> it's a great story. Um, we're following it with uh, uh, a really close range at the moment because, uh, as I said, we're, we're getting to know you and, and, and listen to you, which is absolutely cool. Thanks so much for your time again this morning. And next time, next time we want to speak to you, you've got to be in the top 50 uh, and with yeah. a, a couple of titles under your belt, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's a plan. Let's do it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, let's do it. All right, Erin. Now, Erin Routlefa, delightful person, and, and uh, going places, particularly in women's doubles, with a ranking approaching number fifty in the world, which uh, is super successful. Thanks uh, so much for her time again this morning here.